Well, good afternoon. We want to welcome everybody to the Ag Market Network Monthly Cotton Market uh, Teleconference. My name is Pat McClatchy. I'm the moderator of the program. Uh, we want to recognize our sponsor, BASF. Uh, they are, as you know, the owners of FiberMax and Stoneville Cotton Seed. Uh, I'd like to describe for what possibly could be our some new listeners what we do, kind of to go over the format of, of uh, our program. Uh, we uh, we start off the program with one of our speakers uh, of our cotton panel as sort of the lead speaker. He'll talk about the crop report. He'll give his views of the market, and then we'll open it up to our other speakers. After that, uh, we'll just we'll uh, we are going to definitely try to open this up for questions for anybody that's listening. Uh, we especially want to hear from farmers in some areas that are dry just to kind of get uh, some feedback from them. Uh, today, uh, we are led today by Dr. O.A. Cleveland. Uh, he'll lead our cotton panel made up of uh, Kip Butts, Gerald Nieper, and Dr. John Robinson. Uh, O.A. will give us, as I said, his perspective on the market, and then we'll open it up to our uh, panel. So that's it. O.A., thanks for leading us today. Well, thank you, Pat. Uh I need a lot of leading myself, but as we typically do, just as you ask us to discuss supply and demand, and uh, with respect to the most recent report, and there really was not any change in particular to the report, or the well, consumption was down very marginally, production was up very marginally. Uh, and that just uh, left uh, ending stocks up about 800,000 bales, uh, simply on the little, little over 300,000 bale decline in production. And uh, it's just, uh, it was a non-report in that sense, it, with, uh, including a couple of particular countries. I, we do need to note that uh, uh, we we had a nice uh, increase in consumption for Turkey or imports coming into Turkey. We did see uh, production increases in Pakistan and Greece, uh, and a 500,000 bale decrease in Chinese consumption, and that was really the report, so just not a lot. They didn't touch any of the U.S. numbers. They're still hanging their hat on this 14.75 million export figure here out of the United States. It's going to be extremely tough to match uh, that number. I don't think we'll do it, but uh, USDA is hanging its hat on it. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's really just what this report was about this week, the market in my opinion, did not show much reaction to it. I think today's triple-digit move in the market is really more related uh, on new crop to weather and on old crop, I think, still trying to settle the the, uh, uh, the, the end of the May contract going into first notice day, coupled with the uh, mills who are still caught a bit short. So I think we'll just – I'll turn it over to Kip and Gerald and John and yourself and let y'all – uh, have the rest of it, and I'll go take a nap. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think it would be relevant to talk about the dry weather in Texas. Um, any comments, uh, John? Uh, well, speaking for somebody that owns uh, three-quarters of an acre of St. Augustine grass, let me tell you, it it, it is dry. <laughs> 
and I'm speaking on the eastern, southeastern corner of the state. This morning I was on a conference call, and there was somebody from Corpus Christi on the line. And he, the way he put it was, they, you know, they planted all their grain sorghum and corn. It's up, but it's drying out fast. And they've planted most of their cotton, probably all their cotton, because Friday is the is the planting deadline. And most of that sounded like it was planted dry. So that's that's the coastal bend. Um, you know, the map looks a lot worse, and and uh, there are nothing but horror stories every time I've taken trips to the plains. So it's, I mean, it's bad. Um, uh, you know, you're tempted to say, well, <laughs> so it's all gone, but tech, it, it's a very large sample, and you know, some places will have moisture and will germinate, and there'll be some spotty showers, and you know, who knows what. Um, so we won't give in to temptation and kill the whole crop, but it's just generally bad. Don't know what else to say. All right. Other thoughts or thoughts on the uh, uh, supply and demand report, Gerald or Kip? Well, well, I think that uh, this is Kip. I just I want to say I think the major focus right now is exactly what John was talking about, and that is this incredibly dry weather in West Texas. If that doesn't change, um, you, he's right. It's too early to kill a crop there yet. I mean, we, that area needs to be watched closely, and I think that traders who are are cognizant that uh, if it doesn't change, we're going to have a significantly smaller crop than what's been forecast. And I think that's much of what is contributing to the underlying and current um, sort of strength in this market. Uh, it's going to be really difficult for prices to break more than just a, just a trading market without some sort of change in the West Texas weather. Uh, I think John kind of understated when he said, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that I think right now is – there are a couple of other things, of course, that are important, but I believe that's the major factor right now um, for the cotton market. Please, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. If there's something that's different than that, please let me know. Well, is, Gerald, is there another word Gerald, to describe bad? Yeah, malo, malo. <laughs> well, there seems to be another factor in these markets, and that's inflation. And, and that's all that's talked about, uh, these various Experts that come on and talk about what people should do to invest in are actually talking about commodities. And uh, so the inflationary pressure has to be in here somewhere. And so, uh, Gerald, I direct that to you. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on it, but, uh, for instance, the CPI comes out tomorrow morning, and this administration is already warning people about how big this is going to be. So money's coming in to manage funds. And, and in commodities, and it's not selling, it's buying. So just want to get your thoughts on that, Gerald. Uh, yeah, I you know, how can you be wrong? I mean, look, look you've got corn, soybeans, uh, cotton all competing for acres out here. You know, you're looking at the food inflation, and I think those, those uh, you know, for the grains, are real, they're really competing hard to get – whatever acres they can get out of out of cotton quite possibly and then you've got the fertilizer thing i mean it's just it's just ridiculous out out here in terms of what uh, people are having to pay for 
you know, just everyday things, you know, and gasoline just for the average consumer. And I guess that's if, if you want to be a bear, particularly on the consumption side, you could sit there and start talking about the inflation hitting the pocketbooks and, and uh, people having to pay more for food, more for gasoline, and, hey, I just don't have enough money for an extra pair of jeans, you know. Um, that would be the only negative, you know, with respect to uh, uh, to being a commodity bull, especially on, on for cotton going forward. Um, right, let me jump in here real quick because I, I need to do a mea culpa on that. That very point he made, I'm one of those people who talked about there will come a point where the consumer will have a problem with this inflation. Uh, when I said there are other factors, inflation was what I was referring to, but um, I thought the market, the inflation would catch up quicker than it has. So, I, And the reason why I brought up the, um, the crop being the bigger problem is that I think inflation is going to be with us for a while. It's going to continue to provide underlying support. To I'm not sure, and maybe uh, OA, we the other three fellows can help me out here. I don't think that the commodity um, fund players have really made a a strong commitment. They're in the market. They're buying the market. Do you think they've really sort of come after this yet? Are they Have they made a really strong commitment, or are they still just sort of coming after it and not there yet? Let me be wishy-washy and give you an answer, but at the same time give you a very definite answer. They've been hitting it pretty hard, but they had such a small investment to begin with in cotton they had not liquidated, but in a liberal sense, they had liquidated cotton. So they got a lot of room to go, and they've added a good bit. But they have probably double or triple what they have put. Well, they've got double, if not triple yet, to put in there, probably just double. So in that sense, no, they've not hit it. Uh, as far as are they going to hit it, probably, and yes, it's going to be, it'll, they'll hit it hard. But I'm not so inclined to think that we're going to see it in July and May. I, I'm one to think that July and May is going to rest on whatever the uh, sales trading has, has has to do, and it's going to be hit on the the, the arc deck and more so the deck in, deck in March. My opinion. The... The other thing is with all these, with the dryness in West Texas, I mean, and and a potentially much smaller crop, you just don't have a lot of natural selling out there. And and who wants to sell in front of this thing? So, you know, that's just going to continue to help push these prices up. And I think that, you know, if these funds, to always point, if they decide to to hit it and get long this thing, they're just not going to face a lot of resistance. Well, you know, there's one other thing I'll mention, and when we open this up to farmers, you know, especially in Texas, there's just not any contract out there in West Texas for farmers to be able to book prices. And and we'll let any of these guys address that, but, but it's pretty well known that these merchants are just not wanting to put contracts out there at the moment because of how things look. And uh, if that's the case, then you certainly don't have that natural seller necessarily in the market if they're not accumulate if they're not willing to buy cotton from farmers. Uh, but again, we'll 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 
hopefully have farmers that that might want to uh, touch on that. Uh, but I did want to just bring that up. Pat, I, I totally and absolutely agree with you. Uh, at the same time, and they can, you and, and they as well can correct me, but any time we see new crop, let's call it that, that's called the deck new crop, uh, any time we see deck, uh, let's say above 90 cents, merchants tend to back out of contracting on the high plains. Uh, for uh, forward contracting, uh, at least that's my opinion, and that's my recollection, and that's that's what I've t- tended to see. We mentioned inflation earlier, and inflation catching up. I saw something last week, or this week, maybe it was this week, maybe it was just over the weekend. Someone was attributing the inflation to COVID, and yeah, uh, COVID really hit us, individual people, and people's health. It didn't really hit the market. A uh, combination of Congress and the Fed fiscal policy that uh, the Fed and uh, Congress did not understand soon enough to, in order to slow the economy down, and then the Fed started giving signals about increasing the interest rate, and they were just whimpers. Uh, but it looks like now they are going to go a full half point, and that'd be great. Man, if they'd just come out here next month and give us a full point, wow, we might could slow this thing down, but they don't have the cojones to do that. They're going to wait and make it hurt, make it hurt. They, they need to go ahead and slap us with some uh, a full point interest rate hike. Go ahead. Thank you. All right. Any other thoughts before we open up the phones? Okay, let's do this. I'm going to unmute the phones. If you're out there and you want to make a comment, you can make a comment or direct a question to anybody in particular. But if it's kind of, we get a lot of feedback when we open up these phone lines, and if it's too much, I'm going to unmute it. We'll answer the question, then we'll uh, and and then we'll open it back up again. So uh, I will. Uh, I'll unmute it. Okay, if you're out there and then you've got a statement you want to make about anything, if you're in West Texas and want to talk about just how dry it is or anything, please go ahead and and uh, and, and talk to us. Okay, well, this is Ed Teal from Lubbock, Texas. And I had a neighbor that drilled a hole for some posts eight foot down, and he never hit moisture. And I just know that it is dry. It's, it's Kind of reminds me of 2011, where we had a disaster. But uh, right now in Lubbock, Texas, it is as dry as I've ever seen it. Ed, what, and the, what and the, the input and the input costs the input costs are so high. All our bankers are telling us, "Don't chase that crop. You can't you can't put enough water on it with our small limited irrigation to make it pay." So. We're just behind the eight ball, and it's going to have to take more than one rain. All right. And to touch on how dry it is, it's been 195 days since we last got a rain up here in Lubbock. 195, is that what you said? Yes, September 28th. Okay. September 28th was the last time we got a rain. 
And we did get two little snows, but it was that dry snow that you sweep up in the corner with a broom and then set it on fire. <laughs> so it's worse than 2011 right now, as hard as that is to believe. Any anybody else out there? Anybody else out there? Anyone want to make a comment about the availability of contracts as far as selling cotton goes, or or, or anything else? Let me ask a question, please. Are any of you farmers having trouble getting uh, with banks having trouble getting loans because of this situation? Is that coming to play yet? Well, they're okay with the with the insurance. The insurance price is is right. decent, and so they, they, I think you can get a loan because the insurance price is is decent if you've got some APH history. But they're right. telling okay. you don't don't waste it. Right. Okay. Something you said that, uh, or something I inferred from what you said, and, and it rang a bell with something I have heard from a grower the past couple of weeks, some of you growers, that if you do get a rain the 20th of May at a, uh, or, or May the 30th, in June, you still might not plant. I even says it because you need extra rains. And I just started picking that up last week. But uh, some of these, some of the dry land people, and more than you think of irrigated people, are just going to skip. Are just not going to plant. Period. Would you comment no. on that? No, they're going to plant because they got to get the insurance check. Okay. Well, yes, yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it just may not come up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, that's right. Common sense says they're going to plant just because of insurance. And thank you. Any other any other comments? Yeah, this is Dave Fultz in Idaho. Uh Part of the issue there is, according to RMA, drought is not a cause of loss for. Uh, for an irrigated crop. So it's either got to be heat or high winds or, or something. So you're going to have to make an effort somewhere if you're going to call it irrigated. Now, you could call it all dryland production and fail it out. But I think that's kind of what guys are going through is, is trying to figure out how much to irrigate and how far to go with it. Okay. Because your, your input costs come in there because you could cut it in low volume water you can cut it in half and get your water volume back up uh, but if you said I'm going to take a two gallon a minute drip field and make it four or five gallons then if you're going to be chasing a higher yield you're going to be paying last I heard a dollar ten per unit of nitrogen so you know it's uh, I don't know that high inputs on low acres is going to work either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. What, what, what's the cotton price to make that work? Is it 130 135 I mean, any concept of where you would go to say, well, it makes it worth going for it? Well, you're back into an earlier question, I think, where, where you were talking about bankers. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing with your own dime, you can do whatever you want to do. But I don't know how deep. My britches aren't big enough to dive too far and bet on yeah. a, a dollar thirty-five. Now, if you had it contracted for that, then you'd be hustling trying to make production to fill that contract. But uh, it's scary. It's a little scary. Any other any other questions or thoughts? Well, I'm going to say something the, 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 the obvious that that hadn't become obvious, and and don't jump on me yet till I finish. You always get rain. You never not get the May 30 rain, Memorial Day weekend rain, but. Uh, it ain't rained yet, and as you said, it ain't rained for 195 days. This might be the year we miss it. This may be the 200-year drought. Uh, but, you know, as I talk with overseas folks, they say, well, you always get rain. You always get rain. And I say, yeah, yeah, well, that's right. But it's, 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 it's drier, and it's been drier longer than ever before, uh, and there's not anything in the forecast. Well, I'm a, you know, we were ready to give up last year, and we got the rain. Y'all know it better than I do with emotion. Y'all feel it. How I many times have gone to the just last day to the lick log for the, for the water? Yeah. But what do you say? You went eight feet deep. Your neighbor did and didn't hit moisture or dig in a post hole. No sense on moisture. Makes a lot of sense what y'all are saying. Well, here's a question for farmers out there that farm for a little while. In 2011, did you get that miracle rain, or did you get the rain, and that was just one rain, and it wasn't enough? What What, what do you recall happened then? It never did it rain in 2011. It, we got, it just we got, died. We got, we got five inches that entire year. And it was 100 was degrees and wind blowing, and we're supposed to have – Red flag warnings around Lubbock the next three days have a brownout more or less. It just the same. You can't stop it. The sand starts blowing. You you can't stop it. You don't have enough moisture to to make a clod to to get the sand to stop. It's like blow sand. And I would say to the guy who said, "Oh, we always get rain." Well, this drought is so widespread. It's not just in one or two counties. It's the entire western part of Texas. So it may rain in one spot, but it's going to have to be a huge widespread rain event to save all this, and I can count more times than not where we've lost dry land just because it never rained. Mostly, not just 2011. You lose dry land in West Texas all the time because it never rained. Well, that's all very, very informative to hear from farmers out there that actually are experiencing this. I'm going to go ahead and again, hold on just for a moment. Well, let's, let's go to the portion of our program that we look forward to the most, and that is forecasting where we're going. And uh, Gerald has asked me to let him go first. So, Gerald, what are your thoughts on where December cotton can go? You can discuss the downside. You can discuss the upside. We, we, we'll just start with you. 
Well, Pat, I don't remember those words coming out of my mouth, but that's okay. Yeah, can we do that? <laughs> I didn't think that was fair. <laughs> well, John, we can start with you if you want. Yeah, well, I, I'm ready. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind going. Go, go for it, Gerald. Right, you know, the, I, I really felt like after, you know, the last week, I mean, Tuesday through Friday, the, the, the May contract was, looked like it was starting to give up the ghost, I guess, as people were liquidating positions to get out in front of first notice day and um, and, and possibly, you know, uh, try to get their, their positions put together for options that are going to expire on, on Thursday of this week. And so I thought that there was going to be a little bit more downside to this market, uh, maybe 130, possibly down to 127. But, you know, now with this outside range day that we had today, completely it's turned things around. And, you know, certainly in, in, in the May contract, you know, I think we're going to give the highs an, another run for the money, that high being, what was it, uh, 140? It was 140. Um, one, you know, 141 on, 141.80 on, on March 28th. So I think we're going to give that another run for the money. Um, the uh, you know the option activity today in, in the July contracts is that these guys are certainly trying to get trying to get geared up either for protection or for speculation. Um, I mean there were eight thousand, nine thousand, almost ten thousand July calls traded today. Um, a lot of call spreading was going on today. A lot of outright buying was going on today. Um, you know, the, um, uh, it seemed like the 150 call was was very popular today, um, at, at least, a, you know, easily um, a couple of thousand of those things traded. So, you know, people, I think, are thinking that things have got some, got some legs. So um, it, it felt like this market had kind of put a top in only because it's gotten so over overbought and, and, you know, we're correcting and I guess the correction is over. Um, the, uh, so I would say at least on the nearby contract, you know, I say nearby July is going to be the nearby contract here pretty soon, but between the May and July contract, we've got, I think 140 to, to 150, you know, back in, in the realm of possibility, probably at least a 50, 50 chance of saying a buck 50. As far as December is concerned, um, I had a target range of 117 to 120 with an outside possibility of 122. Well, I think 122 is very, very doable. I think 125 to 130 is even, you know, very, very doable nowadays. Um, just, uh, you know, until we start seeing, start seeing some weather uh, come around, um, you know, we're looking at, at higher prices in December. It's hard to, to call what the top will be in December, but uh, certainly uh, I, I would say for right now, given everything that we know, you know, 130 cannot be ruled out on, on the December contract. Okay, John? I was going to take a much simpler approach and just say on the new crop, um, a ten cent range from one fifteen to one twenty five is i mean we're almost we're almost to one twenty at the rate things are going and we're and I would say the specs are haven't really i agree with the other fellows haven't really revved up yet in this weather market and when they do that that'll be a couple limit moves up from where we are so one twenty five is i think we'll get there and I guess I agree with what Gerald said on the i i was 
I thought that uh, you know export sales were dropping off. I thought that demand was kicking a, a de- negative demand effect was kicking in on the old crop, and that we'd seen the highs, and and now that that appears to be the lid is off. So yeah, one between 140 and 150, amazing as it is, is probably doable or possible. Okay, Kip. Well, I um, I think new crop. I I think Gerald made a very very good statement. Trying to call the high is uh, almost a, a fool's errand at this point because if the, if the weather situation doesn't change, um, we've seen this market go significantly higher than 130, 140. And, and the point John made, and I, the reason why I asked the question earlier is I, I don't think the specs are really in here. This inflation trade, uh, I think, it's got their attention. I think they're moving in it. I don't think they have uh, really moved great guns. So the upside is, uh, you know, 130, 140, you know, it could go significantly higher, particularly if we don't get uh, a significant weather change. I think it was interesting to comment the, uh, the gentleman made that uh, one rain won't do it. And I, we all know that's accurate from a farmer perspective, but it can certainly change uh, speculative attitude. But I don't think the spec is where they need to be to really, uh, you know, bail out of the thing. I'm, I'm not sure they're in where they need to be to be scared to death with one rain. So uh, the market can trade down a little bit, but I think it's going to be really, really difficult for the market to do more than a temporary sort of correction Unless we get some kind of ease on inflation, I think that's months away. And um, I think they're going to continue to add to this position, long position and maybe get very aggressive if we don't get some sort of relief in what it's, you know, we've heard is a very bad situation in Texas. I'm, I'm uh, as I said, I was sort of thinking we would see a demand uh, shift because of inflation and the uh, the way money flows were in when the M1 and M2 uh, monetary system goes, and it didn't happen. So I think we're just in a case where upside is uh, is certainly uh, more likely than down. All right, away. Yes, I'm here. I hadn't hung up yet. I probably should have. We're we're a dollar fifty going into. Uh, June the 1st, without rain. Uh, downside, uh, oh, a dollar and a dime, maybe, with or without rain. Uh, now that we're dollar seventeen, dollar eighteen, maybe a dollar eight cent if we start getting rain, uh, but still well over a dollar. The Not that you ask, but uh, obviously I'm going to comment on it. Demand is dropping precipitously. The mills, overseas mills, both Indian and Pakistani mills, tell me they can't make money. They're going to substitute. Now they'll hang on a little while longer. They can, they'll buy a little more dollar thirty cent cotton, but they're not going to buy a dollar forty five cent cotton. They're not going to buy a dollar fifty cent cotton. Uh, they're just not going to do it. So the higher we go, the less demand we're going to have from cotton. Uh, inflation, I'm with Kip. I, 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 to me, it's going into November, December before it truly slows down 
much at all. Still a decent money supply out there that tells me that I'm talking about raw cotton demand. Uh, but uh, with a a decent money supply out there, I think consumers are still in this market all the way through December of this year. So they're going to keep buying clothes. They're going to pay up. But uh, after that, I I tend to think apparel demand is going to go the same way that uh, yarn demand is going to go. It's going down. Or demand for raw cotton is going down. So that's our scary thing. But uh, Gerald and I want to program back. Gerald, I forget, seemed like it was early February, and Red Deck was at 80 cents. And I said, well, maybe it might have cents on Red Deck. Gerald, if I can, without permission, speak for him, he hesitated on that, and he checked the board. It said Red Deck at 80 cents. He says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we can can make OAs 85 cents. And where is it now? It's up to 88 cents next year. So... Prices are awfully strong, but demand is getting weak. Thank you. Okay. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I want to, I want to jump in because I think that that Oway is absolutely correct that demand is starting to weaken, and we should start to see. I thought we would see a switch to alternate fibers earlier than this, but the market price frequently, the futures price is not. Uh, there's a delay in the the fundamental sort of demand slowdown and the speculative attitude. And that's why I brought up a couple of times, I don't think the specs are in here yet, and by the time the the specs kind of sort of figure out that the demand, the consumer demand for cotton has slowed, they may still be buying. So if we don't get uh, that, it seems that the folks I've talked to are more concerned with the West Texas weather and when you talk about demand, they kind of go, uh-huh, really? Um, so I'm not I, – I understand what Oway's saying, and from a, a supply-demand perspective, it's terribly important. But I think the delay on that may get us caught up in in, uh, in sort of a, a false narrative in the short term, I mean. Okay. Well, let's uh... – any other comments before we uh, finish? All right. Well, uh, I want to thank our speakers. Uh, thank you, O.A., for leading us. Thanks uh, to our sponsor, BASF. Uh, thanks, thank you, our listeners, for joining us. And that concludes this edition of the Ag Market Network.